another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. excited to have blandsbourbonshop.com as a new sponsor for the bourbon road podcast in fact this podcast is brought to you by blanton's bourbon shop blantonsbourbonshop.com is the only official merchandiser for blanton's the original single barrel looking for a unique gift blanton's bourbon shop has got you covered blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all blanton's gifts You know, friends, it's never too early to start planning your trip to the Bourbon Trail for 2023. We hope you'll join the Bourbon Road crew as we pull out all the stops this year at Bourbon on the Banks. So mark your calendars for October 6th and 7th, and we'll plan on seeing you in Frankfort, Kentucky. Be sure to listen in during the halftime break for all the details on Bourbon on the Banks. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and with me today in the studio is your co-host, Brian Hyatt. Brian, welcome back. Hey, Jim. Happy to be back. We haven't seen each other now for a couple of weeks. We've been uh, each doing our own thing. I have been on the road to Colorado drinking a little whiskey while I was out there, but mostly just visiting family, and I love going to Colorado. Such a beautiful place. Yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed Colorado, and I'm sure that you're getting a totally different experience than I have in the past because I haven't quite hit any distilleries when I've been out. Yeah, so, um, you know, I went out to see my son and, and grandson and, and my son's wife, and we we spent a lot of time together. We did some hiking and certainly visited some distilleries, visited a lot of breweries and a number of distilleries and had a really good time. but. You know, I really, one thing I got to do, it was really cool, was test out my new knee. So I, I got to go on some pretty challenging trails out there and really enjoyed myself. It's such a beautiful place. And we were right at the foot of uh, Pikes Peak right there in Colorado Springs. And uh, just a beautiful place, but a lot of, you know, a lot of things to do, outdoorsy kind of things, hiking and biking and motocrossing they do it all i only do the i only do the things that i do on my feet i don't ride anymore but it was it was a lot of fun yeah so how did it hold up any swelling any soreness anything like that no actually i did uh did a four and a half mile hike through garden of the gods i did uh about a three mile hike on rampart reservoir both were pretty you know pretty good hikes on some very uneven terrain and I, I was fine. Had no problems at all. I was, I'm was. i so tickled. I'm going to see my doctor on Thursday, and I get to tell him how great a job he did. So I'm pretty happy. That's awesome. That's always really good news. Um, I've had enough surgeries in the past that sometimes they go well. Sometimes you're uh, a little bit more sore and swell a little bit after you start to get active. But I'm happy you've had a great experience. It's been pretty good. And I'll, I'll just say to my listeners, you know, if you if you're uh, if you have a knee surgery, a knee replacement surgery looming in your future, don't fret. It's not too bad. And boy, I tell you what, once you get it done and you get recovered, it's so great to be able to walk again without pain. So awesome. 
All right. So today we've got uh, five different Colorado whiskeys that we brought on the show here today. Uh, Brian's got two. I've got three. We're going to kind of walk you through them. These are all uh, really, really good whiskeys. Some of them have been on the show before. Some have not. And uh, we've got a little bit to talk about with each one. But I'm going to start today with a whiskey that has been on the show before. Now, it's been a while, and this this is not a bourbon, folks. Uh, this is a single pot still American whiskey. And it is the first uh, American whiskey made in the style of the Irish single pot still whiskey. It's from Talnua Distillery, Arvada, Colorado, which is basically just on the west side of Denver, and uh, those guys are really making some fantastic whiskey. This is a 86-proof single pot still American whiskey uh, that is uh, finished in a white, virgin white oak cask. So they have a number of expressions there. They have a continuum cask, which I drank a whole bottle of that with my son when I was out there. Uh, didn't Wasn't able to bring any of that one back. We finished it off. He really likes that because... He's kind of a, a malt whiskey guy, right? No, he likes bourbon too, but he really he really likes Japanese whiskeys. He likes malt whiskeys. So uh, that American single pot still was just something that he just really took to. So, Brian, cheers, buddy. I'm going to taste it and talk about it a little bit. Wow, this has a nice gentle nose on it. And I'm starting kind of with a low-proof item today. This is a 86. We've got proofs going all the way up to cast strength today. So this one is uh, its kind of a, a light amber color. Uh, its uh, It has a very light nose to it. It definitely has uh, a little bit of like peach and... Uh, and cereal notes to it. Very nice. I'm not getting a lot of fruit, but I am getting a nice floral nose from it. I'm going to take a sip. Boy, that is so nice. It's got a pretty oaky bite to it when you get it into your mouth. It's a nice, sweet wash across your tongue, but on the back you get an oaky bite. That's from sitting in that white oak cask. A little bit of a nutty flavor, too. It really complements that stone fruit flavor that it has. It's got like a honey tea to it. Mm. I mean, it's just a, just a great whiskey. Now, single pot still whiskeys, kind of a history behind them. Uh, have you ever heard the story of the single pot still whiskeys and why Irish whiskeys were made in the single pot still style, Brian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of a neat story. I mean, the uh, you know, Ireland was under English control uh, back in the day, and uh, the, the English king wanted his taxes. So uh, but what better way to tax a people than to tax their malted barley, right? You know, they're going to make whiskey no matter what you do. So let's tax right. let's tax their whiskey. Hit them where it hurts. Hit them where it hurts. But the uh, but the Irish, there weren't dumb people. They said, "Well, we'll just cut down on the amount of malted barley that we use and add unmalted barley." So in the case of a single pot still Irish whiskey, it has a portion of malted barley and a portion of unmalted barley, or the untaxed barley, which cut their taxes down. They didn't have to pay as much to the king. But at the end of the day, it created a new style for them. Became quite popular. 
pretty neat story, huh? Very cool. It's a great whiskey. I really enjoy it. I didn't get a chance to visit them on this trip. I really look forward to doing that maybe on my next time out there. Uh, I had kind of a busy trip, but uh, I definitely want to get back to Talnua, and I highly recommend uh, if they get a chance to visit uh, the Talnua Distillery. They definitely do that. They've got uh, you know a peated cask whiskey. They've got uh, what they call their their heritage cask whiskey, the Continuum cask, with, which I drank with my son, uh, which is uh, aged in white oak American casks and then it's also vatted into a continuum cask where you just have this constant volume of whiskey going through the same cask uh they've got the virgin white oak i'm drinking now and then they have a bourbon cask and stave series whiskey which is also good and most of these can all be ordered online from their website you can also find these in in your favorite liquor store they've got quite a distribution and they're absolutely delicious love it so, Brian, that's what I've been doing the last 10 days. I know you haven't been having the greatest time the last 10 days, but what other than that, what have you been doing? Yeah, so uh, really just a lot of lot of work and sports with the kiddos and, and all that good stuff. And thankfully recovered from COVID. I guess we're having another big wave here and lots of talks about masks and different things. So we'll see, see what road we're going to go down here over the next couple months, but I uh, hope everybody's healthy and safe out there and and staying active. So, uh, yeah, just really staying super busy and, and talking to a lot of folks about Bourbon on the Banks coming up. There's a lot of excitement going on there and talking to, uh, you know, some of our friends that have uh, distilleries and different things. And I'm honestly just counting down the days. Can't wait for that to get here. Of course, you know, our friends at the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Festival as well. So just a lot of conversations going on and uh, super exciting time as we we uh, move towards the fall and, and all these cool things that happen uh, during that time period. So that's kind of been my, my main focus. I guess over the course of the next six weeks, we're going to do two big festivals. We're going to be crazy busy during bourbon heritage month and just and then we'll kind of finish it all up in october at bourbon on the banks really really looking forward to that we still got a lot of work to do to get everything set up but we've we've got our big 40 foot tent we've got all our stuff going on we've got our bourbon furniture guy lined up Uh, we've got uh lawrenceburg bourbon's going to be pouring in our tent there brian you and i'll be there we'll be shaking hands and taking pours with people the bourbon roadie bar will be full of wonderful wonderful whiskeys so if you haven't made your plans yet there are still tickets i know you guys heard the show here a couple of weeks ago with bourbon on the banks and uh, there are still some tickets to get you out there we're going to have barrel picks in our booth for purchase from lawrenceburg bourbon and uh, there'll be a couple of them there one in particular that brian and i had our eye on and we nailed it i think we nailed it what do you think brian I think so too. I can't wait. Uh, it's it's just going to be a fun experience, and of course, it'll be my first time. Uh, you know, in uh, with the with the Bourbon Road and and the roadies and everything. So it's going to be uh, super exciting for me just to finally get to meet a lot more of our uh, you know a lot of our listeners and spend some time with everybody and enjoy some nice pours and a fantastic day. So what? Colorado whiskey are you sipping on first tonight 
All right. So I'm going to start with an 86 proof, uh, just as you did, Jim. And this is the Breckenridge bourbon whiskey. This one is a little bit lighter caramel color. So I'm going to give it a shot here. Give it a little nose and see what we think. Yeah, well, you're doing that, Breckenridge. I was there a couple of years ago. That That's a great little town. And the distillery does have a tasting room right downtown Breckenridge. What a nice little town. And and it's right up there around 10,000 feet, you know, up where the the Aspens grow. And, you know, they just, it's a great skiing town. But even, I think the last time I was there, I was there for Oktoberfest, which was just tremendous. They go all out for Oktoberfest in September. So that would be next month. So if you're in Colorado or heading to Colorado, you can always visit their tasting room for Breckenridge in downtown Breckenridge. But while you're there, man, just enjoy yourself. Drink a lot of beer, too. Oh, yeah. No, those, those are always fun events. I do love Oktoberfest. On the nose here, uh, I hate to be pretty generic, but uh, there's definitely that vanilla uh, that we get. It is a very light nose. There's there's nothing very you know overpowering or anything like that. I would say if there's anything that you know a little bit a uh, little bit different with this one, um, apple juice. I think that's probably the uh, the number one outlier for me there. Uh, a little little fruity, uh, but maybe a a sweeter type, a sweeter apple juice. Uh, not not a sour apple or anything like that. Not a green that apple or Granny Smith or anything like that, right? Right, not a Granny Smith. Just something a little bit more sweet uh, is definitely what I pick up there on the nose and. I'm going to go ahead and give it a taste. So cheers. Cheers. So this one is, is definitely not overpowering. It's very easy. Uh, I would say dried fruit, herbal, um, those things come out. I feel like I still get some of the apple. That's kind of a neat nose. I don't always get apple on whiskeys where other people say they're getting apple on them. So I just wonder, you know, that for me, I might be like tasting a different kind of fruit or something when I get that, but it's kind of neat that you do. And I think that, uh, by the way, what was the price on that, on that bourbon? Just curious. I haven't bought a bottle of that in a while. Uh, right around $35. Okay. Well, that's, that's a fair price. I, I, I haven't, I, I purchased a bottle a few years back after I went to Breckenridge and tasted, you know, tasted in their tasting room there, but I couldn't remember how much it was, but $35 for a bottle of whiskey is pretty decent. So what do you think? A fair buy? Yeah. And, and, you know, even just looking, doing a quick search, you know, you're going to be in the 35 to 45 range. I think it's fair. Um, it's definitely not anything that's going to. Uh, knock your socks off or anything like that. It is a very light, uh, light bourbon. And even the finish is going to be short. You're not going to have anything that's going to be long or bold or anything like that. Um, but it, but it is good. It's solid. So do you think that's more of a sipping bourbon or do you think it's more of a mixing bourbon? Or do you think it's good for kind of universal, good for both or, um, I could definitely see it being something that you could sip on very easily. I feel like this would be 
for me personally, uh, something if it's 90 degrees, which we've had some pretty, pretty strong heat this summer, um, it's something I could sip on outside very comfortably in the heat and not have too much problem with it being an 86 proof and, and so light. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't know that it would be necessarily anything that I would use as a mixer. Uh, but definitely for me, a hot day, if you want to drop, uh, you know, a little drop of water or a small piece of ice in there, even to cool it off more, uh, I think you would be very satisfied in the heat. All right. So we, we've, we've had one from down near Denver. We've had one out near Breckenridge. Now we've got another one here that I'm going to taste, uh, which is uh, from the Denver area. This is near Aurora, which is closer to the airport. This is something that I've talked about on the show before, but I haven't had this particular one. This is the uh, Leopold Brothers bourbon whiskey, straight bourbon whiskey. And I've had the uh, the Leopold three-chamber rye on the show before. And I think I told all the listeners that probably one of the finest whiskeys that ever crossed my lips. And uh, would probably rate it in my top two or three whiskeys of all times. Wow. Uh, just an absolutely phenomenal whiskey. It's one of those that you either love it or you don't love it right so it's not like it's kind of a polarizing whiskey uh, in fact i got that bottle from todd ritter who paid a pretty penny for it but didn't care for the whiskey right this didn't match his palate so he gave the bottle to me and, and then here i am tasting this going oh my goodness this is whiskey of the year this is probably one of the better whiskeys i've ever had in my life and todd being the veteran whiskey drinker that he is didn't take that the wrong way because he knows that, you know, people's palates are very individual and uh, just love the whiskey. So when I went to Colorado this time, I said, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to see Leopold brothers. I'm going to travel up and see Todd up there. And so I was shooting an email, trying to get that all arranged and he was on travel and he just didn't get back from his two week trip in time for me to go there. So I did not get to meet Todd and do an episode while I was in Colorado, but we'll make that happen another time in the future. But I did get a bottle of his bourbon whiskey and we're having it on the show today. So cheers, Todd. Sorry, I missed you this time, but next time around we'll get you on the bourbon road. So, Leopold Brothers, 90 proof, straight bourbon whiskey, four years old. Actually, this was probably a little bit closer to five. This is 64% corn, 17% malted barley. Hear that again. 17% malted barley and 15% of bruisey heritage rye. So it's got uh, an heirloom rye in it. Got a really high content of malted barley. Uh, this this particular whiskey is open fermented in wooden tanks. We always love when we go into the distillery and we see the wooden tanks. That's mm. that's awesome. But they also use indigenous yeast strains to uh, ferment this whiskey. They do have some in house cultured uh, yeast strains as well. But this is pot stilled. It's unfiltered. It's at least four years old, and I have never had it before. So I just opened this bottle. Cheers, roadies. I'm going to taste it. I hope it blows my socks off. Wow. I'm, I'm definitely getting the malted barley on the nose. It does have a little bit of a minty note to it. I wonder if that's that uh, a bruisey rye. 
little sweet, not too much. Cheers, gonna take a taste. Cheers. Wow. That has a wonderful flavor to it. That rye has a has an amazing impact of flavor to this whiskey. Kind of a sort of a licorice note, but not too much licorice, more of a like a an anise spice. Not very sweet at all, but smooth, very smooth. That malted barley, I've got a little bit of a nutty flavor to it. The oak is coming through. I think it's well-aged. Uh, it's not real dark. It's kind of a, a light amber. Delicious whiskey, though. One more sip. Yeah, that's really good. It's almost a little dry on the back end. But I like that. That has a very unique and different flavor. Uh, not had that kind of that kind of an interesting rye note before. I'm assuming that's coming from that rye. Now, one of the neat things about Leopold Brothers is that they are very committed to like having a waste-free facility, generating net zero waste. So they they use or reuse everything that they use in the distilling process. They even recycle their water. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool concept. Uh, they are very environment conscious. The distillery is absolutely gorgeous. Todd and his brother uh, Scott started it back like in the 2005 timeframe, and uh, I think it's been in full operation since 2014. Just a gorgeous facility. They use they actually use Dunnage style warehouses there. I don't know if you're familiar with those, Brian, but they're kind of uh, you only stack about three barrels high. They're very low ceiling warehouses. Typically, they have earthen floors and uh, skylights that let the light in, so it's a very kind of natural with a lot of airflow. They they don't do any temperature control on them or anything like that. Very cool. They also malt their own grains there, which is kind of cool. I don't think anybody else that I know of does that. I've been to a lot of distilleries, and I haven't seen anyone malting their own grains. So they've got a a malting floor there where they actually uh, sprout their barley, and then they've got a kiln where they toast it, and then they uh, basically kill the sprout and turn it into malted barley, and then they use that in their distilling process. That's awesome. So, what's the uh, what's the price point? Yeah, I think the price point on that's around fifty dollars. Um, I bought this at Twenty uh, First Street Liquors in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. I brought it back with me. That's my little go to liquor store when I'm in Colorado Springs, right on right on the corner of Twenty Four and Twenty and Twenty First Street. And uh, boy, it's a messy place. I wish they'd get it organized, but they've got so much stuff in there. So many bottles. They've got cases stacked up everywhere. One time I walked into this place and uh, there were like three cases stacked up of wild turkey diamond. And they also had the decades, several cases of it stacked up and they were on clearance. They were selling for like 70 bucks a piece. I bought what I could. I had to fly back. I was going to say, <laughs> I bet you bought a few of those, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, I've been in there a few times since. Haven't come across anything really, really cool. They did have the Leopold Brothers three-chamber rye collaboration with uh, Dickel. 
but I didn't get that one because I'm not I'm not a super big fan of the Dickle, Dickel flavor profile. And I, but you know, you never know that it could really be awesome uh, with that marriage between Leopold Brothers and Dickel. I probably should have picked it up anyway. But I've seen that a few times before, and I felt pretty comfortable. If I did want to pick it up again in the future, I could get, I could find it. So, Brian, you've got another whiskey. I've got another whiskey. I want to sit here and sip on this Leopold Brothers. Get us out of the first half, and we'll come back. We'll take a short break. And when we get back, we've got two more whiskeys and a lot more cool talk. Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Want to win an authentic Blanton's barrel head? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. Blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. As we mentioned earlier in the show, we hope you'll join us this fall on October 6th and 7th for Bourbon on the Banks. The festival itself is from 2 to 6 p.m. on October the 7th, and you can pick those tickets up at bourbononthebanks.org for $65. They also have an early access ticket for $75. It'll get you in an hour early and definitely get you access to some special pours. But if you always like that VIP access, this year they're bringing in the VIP access tickets. We'll give you access to their VIP tent and all the great things that go along with that for $175. Be sure to check out bourbononthebanks.org to get all the details on this year's event. All right, listeners, so we're back. We just had our little break there. I finished off uh, that last little bit of my Leopold Brothers uh, straight bourbon whiskey. Brian was drinking on some Breckenridge there. We managed to empty our glasses, didn't we, Brian? That's right. It's always good to get to the bottom and go to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, hopefully we got the prices out to everybody so they know where these bottles sit. Most of these bottles that we've talked about here, the Townua, the 291, and the Leopold Brothers bourbon, are all going to be available in your local markets for the most part. They have wide distribution, so keep your eyes open for them. If you're in Colorado, you know you can get them, but most of the rest of the country can either find them online or in your local liquor store. I'm going to start out this uh, this half, Brian, and let you finish up, I guess. Uh, I'm, okay. I've, I actually visited a distillery while I was out there. I was, I was in uh, the southern part of... Uh, Colorado Springs, very close to Cheyenne Mountain. Everybody's heard of the Cheyenne Mountain. What is that? An underground facility where the the commanders go and everything whenever the world's under nuclear attack. I don't know. (laughs) You've you've seen that big old iron door in the movies, you know, they close on the mountain. But uh, I was there and uh, right right near the foot of uh, Pikes Peak and just down the street from my son's house is 291 Distillery. And we've had them on the show a couple of times. Michael's has been on the show 
at least twice, maybe three times. We actually had him on the show and recorded at Westport Whiskey here in Louisville, Kentucky. So, But uh, we've been out to his facility a number of times. This time we, we chatted with Emily Rhodes, and she had us in, and we toured their new facility. And it's just a, just a beautiful place they have now. they got a lot going on. It's a little bit small the last time around. Uh, this new building they've got is pretty amazing, and they're growing leaps and bounds and definitely a place you want to visit when you go out. My son and I went in. We we sat in their big uh, leather couches and had some pours of uh, their single-barrel, uh, barrel-proof 291 Colorado whiskey, and that's what I've got in my glass right now. And it's always high-proof, and uh, it's always finished with Aspen Stays. And for those who don't know what Aspen is, it's a tree that grows at or around nine to 10,000 feet. And uh, it's kind of the tree of Colorado, right? I mean, when you get up to the, right before you hit the break where no trees and no grass grow, you'll find the Aspens. But Michael takes those Aspens and he makes a, a charred stave and he uses that to finish his whiskeys to make them truly a unique Colorado whiskey and this is their colorado whiskey it's not a bourbon it's just a colorado whiskey 129.1 proof yeehaw cheers here we go man their stuff is always like just sniffing a big candy bar you know it's just so nice little spicy candy bar right Mm -hmm. deep caramel rich notes a little bit of chocolate it's got that uh, that aromatics from the from the aspen. You can just get it. It's so nice. Just a whiff of freshness too. You almost feel like you're in the mountain air. I guess a little bit. I take a taste. Oh boy, you better have your big boy pants on when you drink that. <laughs> that is uh, that's some powerful whiskey. You know the nose doesn't give it away the nose does not say 129.1 proof but the palate is just phenomenal so good michael signed this bottle i've still got about two-thirds of it left so brian you're gonna have to have a little bit more of this when you come over i can't wait you know 291 is definitely uh one of those whiskeys that i really do enjoy quite a bit and uh it's uh, it's one that I would encourage everybody that's listening. If you haven't had it, like pick up a bottle of it. I, I don't think you're really going to be disappointed with anything that they release. Uh, it, for me, it really is a phenomenal whiskey. Yeah, I, I think I said before it wasn't a rye and it wasn't a bourbon, but it is in fact a rye. But it's a rye malt mash, so this is a malted rye, and uh, just tremendous just tremendous flavor i mean he packs so much flavor in these things you can't miss them on the shelf super tall bottle square shoulders like a what are those things called the 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 english soldiers that stand there the oh yeah you know what i'm talking about with their black hat and the red outfit like like one of those standing on the shelf and it's got so many awards on it it's one two three four five six awards on it this guy has been killing it now for a number of years and really racks up the awards on his whiskeys and make sure he shows them off on the front of the bottle. 
Yeah, the bottles are definitely unique. Now these are these bottles are not um, these are not thirty five. They're not fifty. They're not sixty. They're not seventy. These are eighty plus dollar bottles. So they're they're an exceptional whiskey. They're they're all finished with Aspen staves. They're all pretty much barrel proof. They do have a they do sell their rye white dog. They have a another one called All Rye All Rye All Rye, which is just phenomenal. Kind of a play on Matthew McConaughey. There, they've got Colorado bourbon whiskey. They've got their their single barrel Colorado whiskey itself. They've got their rye whiskeys, just phenomenal. They do sell their white dog, and and it's really good. Uh, makes a great margarita, and I think they won a lot of awards on that one too. Good people. Emily, thank you so much for being the great hostess you are and inviting us into your new distillery. We had a wonderful time. We do enjoy drinking your whiskey. We're sorry we missed Michael on this last trip out, but we'll catch him the next time around. Cheers, Michael. Great job. All right, Brian. What do you got for us? All right. So I've got the five trail barrel proof. So this one is stepping up a little bit. End proof, obviously, uh, not not quite where Jim was with the 291, but we're sitting at 119. Um, I'm excited to uh, to go ahead and jump into this one. I like the the higher proofs and a little bit more bold, so we'll see how this one goes. All right. Well, we have had the the five trail on before a couple of times. We had David Kors on. He was a guest on the show. What a great what a great thing to have cores behind whiskey now, right? How awesome is that? Very, very cool. So this one, obviously, you can tell it's a higher proof and packs a little bit more of a punch than than where we started earlier with the Breckenridge. Um, notes, I would say citrusy and some cracked pepper, touch of milk chocolate, chocolatey. Maybe it's because I had a Buckeye earlier. Chocolate's coming out. <laughs> that milk, milk chocolate Buckeye for dessert at 4.30 this afternoon. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely definitely more there with it. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and jump in, give it a taste, see what happens. Cheers. So it's definitely one nineteen. Yeah, drinks its proof. No, no <laughs> doubt about it. It it is every bit of uh, for that one nineteen. Uh, I would say there's some cinnamon on it. Uh, get a little bit of cinnamon there. It's spicy, but it's sweet. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I feel like this is totally a, a gem comment. And I don't know that I've ever said this when I've tasted something, but a uh, little bit of bread pudding. Oh, wow. Cool. So uh, that that's definitely something that I've heard you say multiple times, Jim. I can honestly say I don't think that I've ever picked that up uh, before. So a little different for me. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, bread pudding. If I hear bread pudding, I, I start getting hungry. So that's <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, if I remember their, and it's been a minute since I had their uh, their other whiskeys, the the more lower proof versions of them, but they were very well balanced, very well crafted, rounded, 
nice flavor profile, easy to drink, porch whiskeys. You can just sort of just enjoy them, almost sessionable. Um, but this is a, a high proof release. This is something that's supposed to take you by surprise a little bit. And uh, I'm, it sounds like it has taken you a little bit by surprise. It has. And, and the finish is, it's, uh, it's a good finish. I I don't know that I would say long. I guess it's teetering on a, on a longer finish, but it's definitely bold. It feels good. I really do. I enjoy it uh, quite a bit. And, you know, with it being 119, I would expect to enjoy it. I don't feel like it, the uh, the alcohol or that. I don't feel like it's too overpowering. It's just a really good, strong uh, finish that, that sticks around for a little bit. Now, Molson Coors, the company behind Five Trail and uh, David Coors, um, they do work closely with Bardstown Bourbon Company. And their products are... Uh, they're their own design, but of course they hire Bardstown bourbon company to, uh, to craft that whiskey for them. I think it's really cool. Uh, a lot of whiskeys coming out of Bardstown bourbon company and they're all really good. They do such a great job down there, not only in, uh, fermentation and, and, and cooking up, you know, the whiskeys, but they also have a tremendous, uh, aging process down there and, and barrel warehouses that just really put together some fine whiskeys and, and they're at the top of their game. No doubt about it. They take care of their people. They take care of their partners. They, they do it the right way for sure. And you can tell that they put a lot of thought and care into everything that they're putting out. And what's the price of the cast strength five trail? So the barrel proof is going to be in the 70 to 80 range, depending on where, where you're looking and where did you pick that up? You picked it up here in, in Louisville at uh, one of the liquor stores? I did. I believe it was Total Wine. It's been been just a little bit since I grabbed that one. Okay. Well, great. Well, it sounds to me like that's one that I'm going to want to try the next time I'm over at your place. So I'm looking forward For to sure. that. Folks, we're, we're actually online today. Uh, Brian's recovering. Brian and his family are recovering from COVID. So we're just being we're just being good stewards of our bodies here. And taking care of ourselves, but no reason you can't get together with your good friends and have a pour, even if you can't see them face to face, right? That's right. Awesome. Hopefully, we'll find some time this holiday weekend to uh, hang out and enjoy some pours together. That would be amazing. That would be so much fun. Well, folks, we had we had five whiskeys on the show today, all from Colorado, and and not just all, not just bourbons, but rye and and bourbons and. Single pot still American whiskeys. We've had uh, Tal Nua, an 86 proof single pot still American whiskey out of Arvada, Colorado. Wonderful, gentle, floral, just a great, great Irish style whiskey. We had Breckenridge whiskey. Brian brought Breckenridge's bourbon whiskey. I think your comment on that was that it's uh, it, it checks all the boxes. It's nothing that is... Uh, going to blow you away but it's something that's a good solid bourbon that's right good for me good for a hot day outside awesome. just light enough to sip on it all right we had leopold brothers straight bourbon whiskey aged four years old i think this one's a little bit closer to five and uh it has that uh that unique heirloom rye in it that gives it that spicy note that's kind of uh out of the box a little bit 
It's got an exceptional amount of uh, malted barley in it, and it drinks really good at 90 proof. Then we had the two, Colorado 291 single barrel, barrel proof Colorado whiskey. It's a rye malt mash whiskey finished at Aspen Staves, 129.1 proof. Absolutely wonderful whiskey, long finish, tons of flavor, wards all day long. Got to visit visit that distillery, and uh, it's just a great place. And then, Brian, you had the Five Trail Full Strength, right? Is it, or they call it the Barrel Proof. Barrel Proof. Barrel Proof. All these whiskeys are pretty available. They're out there. They are on the shelves at your local retailers. There are... Um, there are going to be some states that they're not in, but these are widely distributed whiskeys. So my guess is you'll be able to find them out there. The price points aren't too bad either. Yeah. You know, there's, there's nothing that jumps up into the hundred, 130, $150 price range or anything like that. I think everything we had on the show today was somewhere between 30 and $85 or so. And you know what? These, uh, se- these whiskeys with secondary finishes that are coming out at barrel proof near 130, they're just going to cost you a little bit more. Especially when you're buying from small craft distilleries, they can't quite do the volume that the bigger distilleries can do. So, Brian, it was awesome to sit back down with you again. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to uh, get together and have another pour and have the next uh, get the next show scheduled here, and let's see see what we have planned for these folks. All right. Well, you can find The Bourbon Road on all social media outlets. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can find us on TikTok. You can even find us on Threads now. We do one show every single week. Every week on a Wednesday, we'll be releasing a show. You know, sometimes it's just Brian and I chit-chatting, having a good time, drinking through some pours like we did today, introducing you to Colorado whiskeys, a wide range of Colorado whiskeys. Other times we'll have guests on the show. We'll travel out to a distillery. We'll have a we'll have a chef or an author or a musician on. Uh, we're always going to drink whiskeys. We're always going to tell you what we think about them. If you want to find out more about the Bourbon Road, our podcasts, our blogs, where do they go, Brian? You can just go to thebourbonroad.com. We also have our Facebook page, The Bourbon Roadies. And the Bourbon Roadies are about 3,000 members strong. We love our roadies. They're kind of our family. They're our friends. That's who we chit-chat in between shows with. They're going to come out in strength this fall to Bourbon on the Banks. We're going to have the roadie bar there. And if you're a roadie, make sure you show up. It's going to be a great time. You can belly up to that bar and just enjoy some whiskeys that you've heard on the show this year. Go to our website. Hit us up with questions. We have a contact us page on the website. You can ask us a question, suggest a distillery, tell us about your hometown and what's going on there. Uh, just in general, just chat with Brian and I. We're happy to get back with you. Go to the Bourbon Roadies, join up, chat with all our friends there. You can always send us an email, team at the bourbonroad.com. That'll come to Brian and I. One of us will get back with you. It's always fun, and we love having you on the show every single week. But until the next time, we'll see you down the The Bourbon Road. Road.